Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, Zeit Gang, before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. And this decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. You can learn more right now by visiting choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds by going to donations for, that's the number four, abortion.com. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.
Also, a big thank you to Ariel Nissenblatt of the Earbuds Pod Collective for putting this together uh, because this is a just monumentally important message uh, to get across to all podcast listeners. Thanks. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 243, episode two of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Uh, it is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, which means miles. Oh, June 28th, 2022. I know what it do. It's National Logistics Day. Yes. Also, National Paul Bunyan Day. Mm. So shout out to fucking Those white two. people myths. Yeah. <laughs> logistics Day. <laughs> who needed that? Who Who is passionate enough about logistics that they thought... We need to stop and appreciate these these. I mean, hey, things. with all the supply chain issues, you know, and maybe maybe yeah, like now you fair. now you care about logistics, huh? Okay, not just June twenty eighth every year, but yeah, yeah. Paul Bunyan. Well, I've been was corrected. That, did you? Wasn't there? I feel like at the old shitty Universal tour, there was like a Paul Bunyan like just statue, and I was like, what the fuck? this isn't even from a fucking movie. Like, why? Why is this here? <laughs> this from Fargo? Maybe is that? No, this shit was like. I remember that seeing Paul that shit Bunyan? in the 80s. The giant who had the ox? Yeah, with the big blue ox. Babe, mm-hmm. the blue ox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much Whatever, more interesting. Anyway. Talk about a sidekick that outshines the star. Right, now. <laughs> right. They're like, yo, look at that big dude. It's like, yeah, man, Paul Bunyan, what's up? It's like, no, 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 wait, what's up? Whoa, 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 what's <laughs> that blue you, ox? There's two weird things about that ox. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. Anyways... My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. The Thirst Baja Blast and the Blast Shall End Thirst. Basic instructions before drinking surf. And that is a Baja Blast-themed basic instructions before leaving Earth thing that I just thought of as I was gazing upon. They, they have Baja Blast and bottles on store shelves right now. Also, Baja Gold uh, and Baja Mango Gem, which I Oh my God, you just hand. picked up... He just flashed three, all of those on screen. All I got, I got three flavors of the blast that I ah. will be taste testing to distract me from our crumbling country, and I will be letting you know how they taste. Does Baja Gold really <laughs> taste like Baja Gold? I don't like weed. This is like the slightly smarter version of Idiocracy, where yeah. the Baja Blast <laughs> taste test isn't to like distract from like the thing and not talk about it, but be like, yeah. to deal with our crumbling nation, I will now be taste testing Baja Blast. It's like, yeah. <laughs> as we, yeah, just I get to it. get through the conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. the Lord of Lancashire was twisting up crazier than Hideo Nomo himself. Call me Hideo. Deo Noho, and a new actual nickname. I will call myself Tazip Kwali because I can't get, I can't help myself but partake in the blast because I bought a twelve pack of Baja really? Blast. Y'all, I drank three before bed last night. <laughs> Miles, it's because it takes a drink before it's bed. Hot. Man. I don't have my AC on because like I have like like old. Sometimes I keep it off and I'm like, fuck, it's hot. Like let me crack over another Baja Blast. And that, again, was the only thing. Oh, that... right. Because you are like the most caffeine insensitive person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has nothing to in do the with history it. of the universe. That might as well be Dimatap PM. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm do shit. 
I feel like they wouldn't even put that in a Baja Blast commercial. Someone like slamming one and then like going <laughs> off to sleep. I feel like that that's not on brand. But that is not Blast behavior for sure. For sure. Well, Miles, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a brilliant storyteller who yes. is the lead creative strategist for Salted Logic, working in everything from fine art to technology to academia to conservation. It's Hina Wilkerson! Yeah! What's Hello. up? Lovely to be back. Guys. Lovely to have great. you back. How are you yes. doing? The, uh, you know, I've, I've had better days. Mm-hmm. I've had better weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lots, lots happening. And I feel I'm sad and I'm desensitized and I'm horrified and I'm not shocked. And I'm all of those things at one time. Right. Yeah. Which I think is probably the most unsettling, like most fucked up place to be where you're like, I've like my I've burned out a lot of my other receptors and I'm also expecting that I'm going to be just terribly disappointed. That's what really fucks it up too. Yeah. I feel well, like- I feel like on TikTok especially there's a lot of white women that are making references to um the handmaid's tale and saying things like, May the Lord mm. open, can you believe I'm wearing my red coat and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, girl, we've been here. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we've been knowing. So yeah. welcome. Yeah. I have empathy, but babe. Yeah. I'm like, oh, We've you just knowing. got to the party. Oh, okay. So the flyers yeah. I know, just got grab to your party in the neighborhood. Relax, girl. We're gonna be here for a while. Mm. Yeah. It does the bar never closes. <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we are gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're gonna ask the Democrats what the plan what's what's the plan? We we knew this was coming for months. Where where are we at? What are, what are some things that can be done? Also, the Supreme Court hits just keep coming. We got the prayer at a public school basically being being all right, and it, I I think it underlines this thing about like white Christian cis men are like so horny to be the one thing they can't be in America, which is like oppressed for being Christian and men. And mm-hmm. so I want I want to talk about that a little bit because it ties into the Supreme Court ruling. We're going to talk about some leaked Amazon memos. But before we get to any of that shit, Hina, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Thank you for asking, because I truly did go into the history. This is not for the bit. This is true. Uh, Christine Brown interviews Sister Wives 2022. I don't know if you're familiar with the TLC show Sister Wives, but it's about uh, Cody Brown, the patriarch of a like a fundamental Mormon family. And they've had a TLC show for like 17 years. And recently, one of their wives is saying, "I'm, I'm done. Cody, you're an asshole. I'm through with this. And so when the world explodes and I can't look at that drama, some people like kind of like move back and they like do yoga or like they take a break. Mm. I want to lean in. But mm. I want to lean in to like some meaningless shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I it's can't trash. read the news, yeah. but I do want drama. I do want tea. Mm-hmm. But just make it about this Mormon white woman. And then I spend hours and hours <laughs> looking into, has she done any interviews? What's she up to now? She has yeah. a hobby. She has a cooking show. She lost a lot of weight. Christine's doing great. So is she doing like Spawn Con? She living that like influencer life or what? Yeah, well, they, they, their whole life is like being Mormon and having this show. But now she has a show called Cooking 
with only Christine. Ooh. A little dig at her. Oh, fellow with sister only wives. the only with only literally that's in the fucking title. <laughs> wow. With, or with it with just right. Christine. <laughs> That's what I came for. Right. She said, look, bitches, I've been done. <laughs> you stay with that man with the balding head, but I'm, right. I'm through. I'm the only Chris with only Christine over <laughs> here. Just Christine. It's wild. You know, it's funny how so many people, myself included, like when you are so engaged with the news and current events and have to like really be analytical and think critically about it, like day in and day out. So many people retreat to garbage reality TV. Like, oh, yeah, it's wild how I'm seeing this, too. Like, I even like I, I bring up Cerise Castle, who, you know, just won, I believe, like just received an award for her reporting on like gangs in the L.A. Sheriff's Department, who's like, you know, one of the most brave journalists I've ever seen constantly <laughs> dealing with death threats and stuff. And then I'm talking about 90 Day and I get DM like, hey, man, I want to come on the podcast talk about 90 Day Fiance. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like over here thanking you for your work. And you're like, I love 90 Day. And it, I, I, I see like how it's pretty much the opposite of what it, it means to be like engaged. It's to just well, that, engage that's with the track. reality I want to be in. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It makes the world look so two-dimensional and it's comforting. <laughs> and you can just like accept the vision of the world they're giving you. And you're like, great, no notes. This is right, perfect. Right, right. You're right. Exactly. You should move back to Utah, Christine. Cody is an asshole. Yes. That's all that matters. <laughs> Wait, back to Utah? She wasn't in Utah? Yes. Ooh. So they fled Utah because they were criminalizing it and went to Las Vegas and lived in this cul-de-sac with these four houses, like a little they all have this whole family cul-de-sac. And then wow. they moved to Arizona for some reason. But Christina, she's feeling her heart being drawn back to Utah because it's not a crime anymore and she wants to live her truth, but I think she's gonna move into monogamy. So Okay. Wow. Right. Okay, Christina. Yeah, I've spent days. So all yeah. my life is 100% Christine. <laughs> yeah, when I Google yeah. Sister Wives, I get autocompletes of season 17. So this has been going on for, for a while. Sister oh, Wives. Oh, yes. I think they have like 25 kids. <laughs> right. Like since the days of big love? Yeah. Yes. All Lots right. of babies, you know. I mean, I feel like it, like it came on the heels of big love almost. Got it. I don't think I've ever seen big love. Oh, it was yeah, like an like HBO, HBO prestige show. show. Yeah. Okay. That was about like a similar scenario with like three connected homes with very different, I think three wives, right? And then hmm. yeah. Bill Pullman? Yep. Yeah, nailed it. I'm getting so good. I don't think I've misidentified a Pullman Paxson in, in a while. <laughs> so my training <laughs> no, has Paxton. paid off. I think I just said his name wrong, but. it's. I think it is. It's Paxton, isn't it? Paxton, yeah. I said Paxton like he's Jim or John. The one who passed away, right? Oh, yeah, see? Big big Love came out 2006. Sister Wives season one, 2010. There it is. Mm. I felt like that was like, that sort of brought in the conversation. We're like, yo, we can, there's real, there's the real life version up the street we can talk about. What what about this reality show? Like, why this instead of 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, thank you. Let's ask the hard question. I, you know, I think, that 90 Day Fiance feels too gimmicky and it's almost mm. like too easy for me to understand. Like I get getting wow. to a place in your life, not that this applies to everybody, sure, but like sure. you're sad and you just want something exciting and wouldn't it be crazy to marry someone from another country and bring them over and like you just want right. to be messy. Right, I right. get that feeling. I can connect mm. to it. I was there two weeks ago. With <laughs> sister wives, <laughs> right? Where like they all have this religious aspect and they've all been together for so long. And then you have the new wife, Robin, 
like is clearly the favorite and he's spending all this time with her because they have young children and then the three wives were like no i'm so okay with this i don't even like spending every night with my husband because actually i'm like i have all these hobbies (laughs) and then they're like get so deep into like and it's this huge like sunk cost fallacy right they have all these fucking kids it's all intertwined once you're unhappy what do you do at that point and in the last interview christine says that she was like thinking about renovating and she was like well we'll put our our room on the opposite side of the house so we can have some intimacy and then she asked cody like do you even think we'll need that anymore and he's like nah not really i mean you can just put the house like put the rooms anywhere and she was like he didn't even like take that as the very clear (laughs) like do you even need that shit anymore man and he was like instead of being like what do you mean oh my god we still need it exactly of course i love you number three and even in my darkest days even in my darkest i don't think i could ever do that much mental gymnastics knock on wood but like we're, they're all participating in this like kind of shared delusion oh i fucking love it it's like yeah. more nuanced. Yeah. 90 right, day fiance is too simple right because 90 day fiance very easy to wrap your head around like the interpersonal yeah. drama this takes like interpersonal drama and then puts like a seventh seven dimensions on top of yes it. Right. there's right. like right. heavenly father and then they're all <laughs> right. like they're white and from utah but now they're in las vegas like, right yes. stifling actually communicating your needs to a partner every time <laughs> yeah i feel it <laughs> right amazing yeah what is something you think is overrated i'm going with amazon reviews Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I feel like, right, we, there are certain people in the world we need. We need people to make compilation videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We need people to write reviews. Like, they're the backbone of society, and I'm certainly not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Amazon reviews at this point are either A, right, paid for by a company, five stars, it's the best product ever, no notes, or B, it's people who are, like, egregiously lying <laughs> to get their review on one of those, like, craziest amazon review lists Mm. and so they like make up this elaborate lie about like i ordered this grill for my son and it came with all these bullet holes on the side and i've had paranormal activity ever since (laughs) and it's just like it's like a complete lie right right right. and so now it's like it's not even fucking helpful anymore the first top result is like "Mm." yeah I had somebody found physical proof that an afterlife does exist. I'd probably learn about it in an Amazon review. That's probably where it would first show up. That's where the CIA initially had the reports about the aliens. They were like, kind of soft launch it on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah, See how that revelation does on Amazon first. (laughs) Weather balloon that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) But it is wild. Like, I, 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 I realize now you're right. Like, I never look at the Amazon reviews, but I don't. I didn't really consciously think there's too many glowing reviews because there are times like, you know, when I would use Prime much more like frequently when I was less disturbed by Jeff Bezos, like <laughs> where I'd be like, yeah, man, sure. And that fucking power cable sounds good. And it comes and that shit like busts in three seconds. But you get sort of you get sort of hypnotized by the amount where it's like, do 7000 reviews on it. And it's four and a half. That's got to mean something well it just means probably seven thousand people made the same fucking mistake you're about to oh yeah yeah and, well, the and, reviews, and we now uh, think that amazon is cheaper like amazon's not cheaper like you right, use yeah. it as like a google tool and then you go to that person's website and it's always cheaper somewhere else yeah amazon and just typically, has yeah. a chokehold and the other thing is too if it's like anything that's like you know not you being like i need a brita filter or some shit if it's like some other stuff you Almost every website you go to, I think this happens every time you go to some retail website, it says, 
hey man, you want fifteen percent off your first order type shit. So you're already <laughs> exactly please, gonna, you're, exactly you're already gonna pay less than retail. So let it rip, you know. But uh, exactly. I was gonna say the review that I love the most in terms of like you know what the what I get joy out of is the one where you can tell somebody just having a terrible day and they're taking it out on a business. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it's so, that's another one. Like the transparent lies are fun to read. And then the transparently like, Oh, let me guess you last minute planned this birthday dinner for your wife. <laughs> and then when they fucked up and then she didn't like the vibe of it. Now you decided to write a five page screed about how they lied to you. Right. And like the complaint doesn't fully make sense. No. Like you can, yeah, there's like no actual complaint there. You're just like, yeah. I love when they come back with the, where when the organization comes back with the like super polite, full, like clap back. Yeah, clap back. That's just like, hey, we actually remember you. It was so great <laughs> serving you. And unfortunately, the thing you're talking about didn't happen. And what happened instead was that uh, you showed up and all your credit cards got declined. And then, uh, and then you, got you started, with tried to start a fight with somebody who was clearing your table. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, yes, exactly. but we would love to continue to hear from you and continue this dialogue. Yeah, because that's like the best yeah. way to neutralize it. Like, because I had a friend who's, you know, his his partner was a business owner. And we're getting those Yelp comments like like they were fucking fighting for their life. And I was like, that's a worse look. Like when you're like, um, actually, no, you were being fucking rude. And I don't want to fucking hear it as a business owner. I deal with them like some just you, you could kill them with kindness, too, or just not. Yeah, it does feel like you have a lot of time on your hands. Right, yeah. I'm le- the person leaving a review like waited in the front the front lobby for three hours, and they're like, "Ah, uh, excuse me," and they're like, "That's what you were doing in the lo- in the back while I waited in the lobby. You were writing reviews, <laughs> yeah. responding right. to all these Yelp people." Yeah, exactly. No, I wasn't. Hold on, here's video of me of, of you <laughs> asking why the appointment's late. You said, "Hold on, I have to finish this Yelp response." <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think uh, is underrated? Google Flights. Google That's flights. all you need. You don't need kayak. You don't yeah, need doing it right now. You don't flights. need. You can learn what the prices are going to be for like nine months into yeah. the future, and you can just put a destination. You don't need to say from where to where. You don't need to say what. It just shows you all your options. And I've never found it cheaper somewhere else besides Google Flights. Yeah, I tried what? that sorcery is this fucking google they I'm own old. all the info they better have the best fucking flight comparison yeah. service they have all the fucking data like i would be pissed exactly. if google couldn't do that shit but yeah, all the information need... i've been giving you in gmail and <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you've been reading all my emails for 15 years the least you can do is put it towards uh, getting me good flights yeah exactly right you do yeah. want to put on private though because if you put where you want to go you will start getting ads for like right and yeah. sometimes some things they track, like if you've been on a site multiple times, they'll 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 slightly bump the price up. I know with like a hotel listing to to try and mm-hmm. like coerce or catalyze you to be like, actually, yeah, I don't want to miss that deal. I don't hey, that. I didn't hear you endorsing uh, Duck Duck Go flights. Okay, so <laughs> and know, I stand by that. Mess with Duck Duck Go is shit. <laughs> yeah, good for your privacy, one hundred percent. Terrible yeah. for getting your consumer goods. Unfortunately, that that is their one point. <laughs> But yeah, like the other cool thing too is you can just put where you want to fly out of and the dates, and it's like here's what it's going to cost to go across the world this time. Oh period. yes, and then you can really open, like it really does feel like you're spinning a globe, or being like, well, oh okay, cool, I can go to Phoenix for three hundred fifty dollars. That's two months. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it'll show you, right? Like for a seven day trip, here's every city by price. So if you just yeah. like want to go on a trip for seven days, they'll be like, oh, well, Miami will be 300 bucks, but Canada on this weekend is 200 bucks or something like that. Mm. I, I'm actually doing a search right now because we have a trip oh. back east coming up that I need to get flights for. You got to do that it right keeps, now. Does not want me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you guys just hold on for a second? Right. Stop talking. Oh, no. Well, yeah, we're stop good. talking. We're good. Stop talking. Okay. Um, Wait, why do I need. Just you do your thing. I can't talk while you search. It does keep telling me that I want to go to the Philippines and not Philadelphia, which is oh, okay. nice of them. But, you going to Manila? Uh, my boy. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we should do instead. All right. Yeah. Uh, but the, so this is basically like what kayak, but better, like what kayak yes. used to be. Okay. Correct. Nice. And you don't have to do all the pop-ups. I feel like those like sites take forever to load. Yeah. Like, I just pop-up, love pop-up, how pop-up. Jack is so sincerely engaged with this. Hey, You're like, and like, I think it was better than kayak. Sincerely, and I'm like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm into like, it. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to gatekeep this anymore. You right. know, right, right. I'm right. letting it go to the world. I'm not <laughs> yeah. afraid. You know, yeah, I want you. to give people tools. Yeah. Exactly. Please help that little alphabet company out. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you may need to travel because things have changed where you're living. Right. So if you're looking for cheap flights, just keep an eye out. Flights. Like I, I, Captain. There you go. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the news and I will taste Baja Gold. <laughs> Zite gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate, whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier, Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. 
And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we're back and yeah i think a lot a lot of us were waiting to see like what the democratic plan was going to be in the aftermath of you know Roe being overturned as as expected because of the leak and it just didn't it didn't seem like there was coherent like plan of chaos. action it was yeah, chaos it just felt like chaos it was total chaos biden said you know just sort of gave a speech strongly worded but essentially saying like you know that the administration would prioritize access to contraception and abortion medications and allowing people to move freely to seek medical care pelosi you know as we touched on read a poem and then said this is bad y'all should vote in november that wasn't very inspiring so none of that felt very comforting i mean the closest thing to a plan was probably when like the draft opinion like leaked and that he was getting pressed by Democrats to be like, maybe you should do something through an executive order if we know this is coming. Maybe is that something? Not much of that happened. So things are a little more active, like on the state level, at least. Right. You know, there there are Democratic gov like the Democratic governors of California, Oregon, and Washington. They're launching what they call a West Coast of offense, essentially to protect access. And in that means that like as these three states that you know, they are going to set up protections against states that are going to target medical professionals who provide abortions or people who are seeking them 
It also says like we're not gonna you do, we're not gonna cooperate with any out of state police over this kind of shit. Like miss us with that. We're not gonna help you at all. And also we'll not be extraditing people, uh, especially if this is related to accessing legal reproductive health care. So you know those there's also legal challenges and all this kind of comes together with I think a lot of people still wondering like what can we do right now because that's also a very I think not often spoke about. <laughs> dimension of what's happening right now. I feel like when you turn on the news, everything's like, yeah, you know, we got to vote. Here are some legal challenges that are happening. But I feel like completely misses the human beings at this moment who are going to find themselves in a state that is going to restrict their access to, you know, reproductive care and what their options are and what they might be experiencing. And everything seems to be like in this future world where no one might need any access to uh, an abortion right now or in the next month or two months. Yeah, it's all kind of coming together with I think a lot of people scratching their heads while also beginning to coalesce around certain messages. But I think the most prominent one is about voting in November. And and the ultimate critique of of the Democratic Party is that they were letting this hang out there. So they had it as a, a thing to get people to vote. I heard people being like, well, Pelosi in the House like encoded the abortion access like back back in the fall. But like in terms of functionally doing that, like it's just it's weird to me that like Manchin and Collins were both like, this is bullshit. But like nobody followed up and was like, all right, so let's so like I'm in your office right now. Let's let's like get some shit done. And instead, it was it was just like they issued strongly worded statements. The president issued a strongly worded speech. Pelosi gave, like read a poem. But like it's all about like feeling pain and like getting people to vote in the future. And like that just seems so transparent to me. And I feel like people can't help but see that. Right. I I I, uh, <laughs> I think there's a there's a part of me that. You know, on one hand, I have all this empathy for like education is so important to be able to understand the legal process and to have a critical eye and be able to think about the semantics. But I also know that that's like that education and access isn't available to everybody. But it's like, how much grace are we supposed to give? Right. Mm. There's a certain point where you grow up and you have a responsibility to contribute to your community, have some awareness, have some respect for other people. I don't know. It all feels fake. Like we're living in a semi, like, it's bullshit. (laughs) No, I, you know, and like, you know, I've heard from people saying like, we need to inspire Democrats to action to not drag people down. And I, I feel like that is such a disingenuous take on the people who are being critical of leadership right now, because it's not about dragging people down. It's about I'm merely observing what has happened. I'm looking at, you know, uh, Democratic majorities that presidents have experienced in the past and failed to act on it because it was easier to do like this electoral gamesmanship shit and get people to vote and use that as like a way to chum the waters. And so I'm sorry that in these instances, my empathy doesn't go towards trying to understand people who will be wealthier than I ever could be and trying to figure out why they want to think it's okay to play with people's lives and have some weird long game view. Like, that's not where my heart goes out to people who are trying to live, who are waking up in a world where they have limited rights, you know, and that they could potentially die 
because of this fucking decision. And, you know, the voting solution is not instant, right? That means vote in November. That means wait for people to be sworn in next January. That means legislate. Even if shit happened at lightning speed, that's like a year away. That's like in the most charitable view. Like that's a year away. And I think that's really fucked up to think of people who are considering what their options are for having a child, you know, how that affects people who might even be seeking like IVF and other treatments like that, because this has all kinds of like knock on effects to the people that are in the military who are on bases in states that have these trigger laws. And they don't know if they can speak to like a, a, a commanding officer because they might run afoul. Like there's just so many people right now who are in a situation like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what are my options? And I just hate when, you know, we hear these things of like, you know, you just got to be patient, just be patient. And then we'll be able to to get these things. But we're demanding better for ourselves. We're demanding that we that there's a that there's a minimum that is not being met at all. And that is there is no patience for that. Go tell somebody who's fucking 18 and just graduated high school who's like, hey, man, I'm trying to get a Lambo. Mm -hmm. You know, I need a better job. Tell that motherfucker to have patience. Don't tell somebody who right now they're doing the equivalent of telling people who pulled up in an ER with life threatening injuries to be like, hey, you gonna need some patience right now. Right. I don't know. And I think that's what is so mind bending and frustrating about this is because we're talking about real shit that's going to have real effects on people's lives, Dispor disproportionately people of color and poor people. And yeah. we're, we're the, 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 the ball is being passed back like, yeah, man, just just wait on that real quick. Right. Well, we need from you. Well, and as someone with a uterus, right, I cannot yeah. help but believe that Republicans don't truly care whether or not people have abortions. Right. They know that we do. Right. People, people without mm. any, any money, BIPOC people. Right. We care about having abortions. And so the Democrats prey on that. And Christian people without a lot of money care about people not having abortions. And Republicans know that and they prey on them to vote. Right. Like this is all about making their friends richer at the end of the day. And I think that they're using the ploy of, you know, a moral, quote unquote, issue as seen by the religious people and a, and a human rights issue. I, I think they're just they're playing chess with us. Right. Like here is this really important health issue. And we're going to dangle that so that everybody can fight while we're still getting richer. Right. Democratic representatives, senators, all those things. They get paid every year no matter what decisions are made right right and we're just kind of it just it feels inaccessible right their their problems and what they care about are so different than the yeah. problem as they present it to us yeah how yeah. can you access that like i don't you know what i mean because i'm mm -hmm. now so concerned about my rights that i can't have the time or capacity or space to really think about Right. Which one of your friends are you getting richer by doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like things. I'm, I'm sure it's not the case, but it feels like the most things that got worse in a single like, I don't know, one, two week period. Like, yeah, you, Miles, you said demanding better and it is things are getting significantly worse and people are being told to be patient. And I keep. Or entitled, Waiting. right? That's another right. word. People entitled. Yeah. You're entitled to. Everyone's actually entitled to, you know, live a life free of these kinds of fucked up forces. 
pushing their life in a certain direction. That's right. the only thing that we feel people are entitled to. And at the end, that language is fucking violent and it's effective because it, you can constantly spin people's actual pursuit of progress, which benefits everyone at the end of the day to make it just a very narrow issue. Right. So, I mean, we, we have some a pre-roll that we'll be running on this episode or trending episodes directing people to choice.crd.co. Donations for the number four, abortion.com is another place that people can go. But Yeah, and it's it, th- those are important things just to realize, too, because in all of this of like, you know, dealing with the shock of, wow, we're going, we just went back five decades like it was nothing. Yeah. And even further. And we have a and we have a this this judicial body that has now just become like this ideological runaway train. It's important to know just to interact with these resources, the very least, because I think that's one thing that a lot of people are going to have trouble figuring out is to a know the situation that they're in and a and b also knowing what their options are too. So yeah, the choice.crd.co has just no matter what state you're in can yeah, very easily answer basic questions. And then if you have the the ability to donate money to these funds, then donations for abortion.com is also a great place. But I think the biggest thing right now is to most people need to be aware fully, because I think if you're listening to this show, you're probably more engaged than most people are, because this shit isn't <laughs> the show isn't fucking for everybody. You know what I mean? Right. And it's important that people are also communicating into their immediate circles just how much of a fucking like wh- what path we're on right now. Right. You know, electoralism aside, what, like this is this is absolutely serious. And we're dealing with a group of people who six people right now, they feel like they can, you know, basically create whatever reality they want at the moment. Well, and I think if people want to get involved in their community, it's so important to like look to the people that have been doing this work for years, for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Also, more specifically, right, if you're a man, if you're a white cishet man and you want to enter this fight and enter this space, by all means, please do. We need your voice. We need your representation. But you also need to focus on the people that are being most affected and help them uplift their own work, right? Not come in with this huge campaign about how you think that you can solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Because I think in some ways, like, these spaces are often super liberating and amazing, and then sometimes they can also reinforce some of the misogyny that they're trying to take down at the same time, right? So for sure. be an activist, please, but be mm. a responsible activist. For sure. Mm. By the way, uh, Baja Gold is <laughs> not good. <laughs> Shit. Classic segue. It's bad. I, it pains me to say that, but it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Baja Blast fan, but. That's a it, shame. Yeah, it's not good. It's it's one of the worst Mountain Dew flavors I've had. It's still better than anything, like 90% of the things I've ever put in my mouth, but it's not. It doesn't live up to the Baja Blast title. I don't know why they would have given it that title. So that's what you're going through right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See? We all have a demon. Yeah, we yeah, all have right. things. <laughs> we all have, we all have I'm glad purpose. you're not at like a, you know, some kind of rally being like, yo, yo, we got to talk about ba- Baja Blast real quick. You know there's about to be some people... <laughs> Let me take over the mic. Let me take uh, agendas. We're like, yeah, yeah. I'd I like to get something in too. Uh, for yeah. People. All right. Let, let's talk about this latest Supreme Court decision. It is. It regards a football coach, a high school football coach for a public school, who basically came out and was like, he 
he started praying by himself. But everybody was like, ooh, he seems to like it when we pray with him after the games. So then it became this big thing where he would like basically deliver a sermon at the end of football games. And his players, you know, would obviously feel pressured to like be there and be like the best Christian prayer at this public school. So people noted it to the school board. The school board was like, hey, could you not do that? And he turned it into, you know, every white Christian male's favorite thing, which is like a opportunity to be like, they hate us because we're Christian. And like the next game, he kneeled to pray and did his sermon and all the news cameras were there. And the school like board it was like, Elvis, like if he yeah. got, if he's going to wiggle his hips and shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. And the school board was like, I mean, could you just like pray in the I don't know, like by yourself somewhere? And he was like, "You're like the Nazis, basically." And so they put him on leave, and that that was the Supreme Court decision. Was like he was being persecuted for his Christianity. And I don't know, Agent, like reading the opinion, I just kept thinking of Brett Kavanaugh and how mad he was that he had to even like face questioning, like the the whole narrative around him being like, what is this? I'm being attacked. I like to drink beer, you know, like just like the most inarticulate, dumb, but like full of righteous indignation display by a human that maybe I've ever seen. But that seems to be the game, is that they want to turn themselves as, like, one of the least oppressed groups of humans, maybe in the history of Earth, becoming less repressed with each Supreme Court decision. They, like, the one thing that they can't be in America is oppressed by the system, because they are the system. And the whole text and belief system is based on worshiping a person who was persecuted. And I just feel like it it doesn't, it's never sat comfortably with them, like that they don't get to be turned into like the martyrs for being Christian. And I used to go to a public school that had like, Fellowship of Christian Athlete things where you had to like sit through the wildest, most like over the top, you're burning in hell if your soul is not saved by the Lord type shit. Like, and it was just everybody did it because you wanted to like be on the basketball team, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it, there's also the Rudy story, which is <laughs> it's just, like, I mean, I, yeah. All this shit, right? Like, this is another... Like, what happened to the fucking... <laughs> the establishment clause? You know, like, most people point out, like, you have a public... Because ser- this is a public school, so someone who's a public servant mixing religion, and that's becoming, like, what a governmental entanglement or whatever, like, the the laws, like, you know, the, uh, the elements for the establishment clause to be met. But, like, I... In looking at all of this, right, now, on top of this the the road decision we're now also saying you know a uh, theocracy is like actually the official you know now the official uh system of this country now because church and state we're not trying to separate them it's church and state together and we're i feel like every single moment we're 
we're like, uh, the other thing that I guess that's frustrating as I look at all these things is that we're also being like batted around being told to respect these like ancient sheets of fucking paper, right? Whether it's the Bible right. or the Constitution. And those have somehow become these infallible fucking things where to, to use to lead your argument with that. The Constitution says, the right. Bible says, that has become just such a potent argument against fucking logic that that's another part that completely blows my mind is that our, our deference to these things too is all like just continues this sort of like fucking trip up that we're experiencing judicially. Well, I think what's ha what's funny about the coach situation is that let's like, let's say you remove religion and morality from it. It's concerning to me that a coach in charge of young, impressionable people can't understand the concept of coercion and right. persuasion, right? How if you don't understand how a child would feel pressure to participate in a prayer that they don't want to participate in because you're an authority figure and you don't understand power dynamics, mm. just the concept of it, you really should not be working with children. Right. Like right. even if you don't get that concept, right? That how coercion manifests in this like coach mentor relationship. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Like you just don't you don't understand enough about human interaction right. to work with children. And then right. to that, they would say, you know, they don't for them it's really not about coercion, right? Because for them a kid's going to see a drag queen read a book at a library's coercion and grooming. Oh, like yeah. they're so quick to use these concepts, but immediately it doesn't apply the other way. And I think that's why a lot of there was that Twitter thread from somebody saying like, this isn't like to think of, of it as hypocrisy is completely wrong. Like there isn't they're not you can't get a conservative like, well, what about this, though? But that's coercion. But then this isn't. That's not the game. The game is it's a theocracy straight up. We don't want we yeah. don't we want to completely erase and disappear for like marginalized people that don't fit with our, you know, Christian worldview. That's all it is. But we'll use the words of the law to so because we can't just be out here saying we don't think gay people should be around. We don't like this. We don't like that. We just there are too many brown people here. So we have to we so we can use our ancient sheets of paper to sort of justify what these sort of aims are and use like these cases that are really just at the end of the day arguing for the fact that Christianity is the number one religion. Fuck and fuck anything else you're saying, because I'm sure I, 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 I'm curious if someone in protest would be like, OK, let me test that out. I'm Muslim and I work for the city. What can I what what where's the line for me now? Because if this is saying, like, are we then going to begin to dial it in more and have to be specific? That's like, well, it's actually, you know, Christianity, yeah. but the other religions, you know, we're not really. <laughs> Right. So we weren't talking to you, babe. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing that like we're we're also looking at a lot of these decisions like, yo, this doesn't even make sense. It's like, well, yeah, it doesn't make sense to us because we wouldn't try and have these laws over people that gave them no options. Like in the same way that you could make an argument that says, you know what? I think Christianity's fucked up. Right. And I think it's yeah. been used to justify countless horrors since time immemorial. What I don't want, I don't think Bible should exist because I don't want that near my child. I don't want my child to even have the opportunity to engage with that because that's how they look at these other things. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. If your child's teacher is gay, he's going to be gay. 
Like the right. second your child walks into a room, if the teacher is gay, your five-year-old's going to be sucking dick next week. Right. And like the, it's that, well, it, yeah, it, you're like you're saying, it doesn't make sense, right? Because their whole, their truth is that those papers, whether they be in a book or on the constitution are law. So even their methods of getting to those laws being upheld, it almost doesn't matter. Like no. if they kind of get there in a fucked up way, like at the end of the day, it's it was the right thing to do because it was moving towards making right. their papers truth, right? right? So even if we did it in a shitty way, even if we did it unethically, it's ethical hey, at the end of the day. These ancient the sheets book. of paper got my back though. That's why. And I don't yeah. fuck, fuck yeah. everything else you're saying. And I think we, it's, we do ourselves a disservice to continue to look at this group like you know we got two we got two parties right we got the ones that are saying like fuck what you want this is a theocracy also we love capitalism then we have the other group that's like we love capitalism we also kind of know what's fair but at the end of the day it's money over everything so it's like which at the moment it looks like the people who want to bring in the theocracy pose the largest threat to people's human rights putting aside the financial economic oppression that we just generally experience under capitalism. But like now to like even call this thing a, like a, a political party, I think is completely is just so far off base. And many people have been saying that for a long time. When you look at the kinds of things that these people read and the events they speak at, where you have people who are taking office like secretary of state who are also believing in the end times. Right. You know, these aren't, these aren't people who are actually looking at the world and like, uh, okay, this is the history of this country. This is this is these are the forces at work. They're like, no, no, no. This shit needs to happen so it matches up with the ancient sheets of paper. Sky and, Daddy's got to come back, right, and so right. I just got to make it happen. Whatever Sky Daddy says. And I, you know, you you mentioned earlier this idea that it, it feels like the a lot of the energy comes from the pain they see it causing us and the rest of the country like i it does feel like that is a big part that is a lot of the fuel is that this is grievance this is them feeling like they've been disrespected in some way and just they don't really care as long as it causes outrage on like among the on the left, but also, you know, the Democratic Party like that does seem to oh, be the guiding principle right now. And yeah, but that that is a dark path to travel because that ultimately is about dehumanizing and like that. Somebody made the point that like, man, when you when you read the like grooming and child molesting shit from like the QAnons of the world talking about the Democratic Party, you really start to realize that they want to kill a lot of people. And like that, that it, that instinct to be like whatever causes the most pain like that, that leads to very like dark, historically horrifying places. And it, it does oh, seem agree. like the that is the that is the magnetic north of this of this movement right now. I mean, that's that's really it. It's just it does seem to be headed in a very dark direction that I'm not I'm not sure. Like they, there are two parts of the resistance that are like so one part is like well we've lost and like doing doing anything practical like fuck all that and like i understand the frustration and then the 
center-ish movement is like, I don't know. It, it just, I, I'm like, I, I'm worried that the side, like the, the leftist movement isn't taking the urge to actually kill people seriously enough is like a, a thought that keeps coming up for me as I kind of <laughs> worry about reality. Well, yeah. I mean, you've heard people at like city council meetings like bring up execution and shit. Like you're yeah. like, what the fuck? And then you have like some people are like, yeah, 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 I'm on that. That is, I'll I, I'll take that person at their word that that is the a world that they're trying to exist in. Yeah. Now, whether or not it gets to the plurality of people, that's like I think that's really where we're at right now, trying to figure out which way this thing's gonna go still. And I think it is tough because on one hand. Like the Democrats have completely botched their audition for having power. Right. And then on the other side of it, you've got literally these Christian murder terminators who are like, fuck what you heard. Like, <laughs> there are no laws that can keep you safe if you're not on this team. And and now you're finding like, again, you're seeing it express itself in the in the voting polls, too. And this is like a thing that a lot of people are treating as like the one bright spot, like on like MSNBC, where it's like, you know, this is bad. but polling has swung eight points in the Democrats' direction now. They were three underwater, and now they're up because of this. And yes, I get it, because suddenly a bunch of people became acutely aware of this existential threat. But then I'm like, for them to even talk about it as being like, well, here's a good thing for the right. for game of elections, rather than like actually, you know, I'm I'm already I'm already going to take everything that this that party is going to say with a grain of salt. But if they're at the very least able to articulate something that was like coherently a plan, they may do better than to just keep being like, you got to vote in November. And, and I feel and it sucks because it's so cynical because we've seen them dangle so many other carrots in front of voters just to be like, yoink, that like you feel even like it feels even grosser in this situation, too, when you're like, man, they just literally just fucking took these rights away. Like. It was nothing. I feel, I feel like their their show of power to date has been hashtag thoughts and prayers. Right? Like mm -hmm. they talk about these issues and they put a lot of emotive language and, and make it all emotionally driven. And then it just is the biggest case of blue balls on the planet. Mm. Right. All right. <laughs> Let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, and there was a leaked Amazon memo that revealed some never-before-seen internal research from Amazon, and it basically says, hey, we're running out of people to exploit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And this is, this, is like a, this is a real problem for Amazon. Yeah, it's a real problem for the company that employs countless uh, people across the country. They, so this, this memo that like Recode got their hands on, one of the sentences says this, quote, if we continue business as usual, interesting, 
Amazon will deplete the available labor supply in the U.S. network by 2024. That is such a fucking wild sentence. Like, we're going to run out of motherfuckers to exploit. Wow. In 2024, if at at our current pace mm. now, like allow us to warn you about these, like what the things that can be done. This just from Rico, this says, quote, the report warned that Amazon's labor crisis was especially imminent in a few locales with internal models showing that the company is expected to exhaust its entire available labor pool in the Phoenix, Arizona metro area by the end of 2021 and in the Inland Empire region of California, roughly 60 miles east of L.A. by the end of 2022. Mm. And this is at at current levels. Right. It certainly makes you question, right? Why are there why are they so invested in all of us having babies? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Hmm. We talked about this yesterday about like, well, who who does it benefit to have like forced birth? Uh you have an inexhaustible supply of labor to exploit. Right. And you know, a lot of people have uh talked about like the work of like that guy Ben Wattenberg in the book The Birth Dearth where, you know, there was a, a in, within it, talking about this, like, you know, this neoconservative guy, Ben Wattenberg, saying, hey, the biggest issue is the low amounts of white babies being born in this country, too, or else Jesus. there will be a demographic f- inversion if this isn't addressed. And that's another element of like, this is something that was told like this person was in pretty upper echelons of our, our government and, you know, with, with near presidents and shit. So his ideas are getting out there. And that is something that you have to keep in the back of your mind, too, that there are people who look at that, who, you know, because there are many American people who have a fear of the of the brown America, that they look at this, too, and look at the statistics that, you know, the amount of white people having abortions is like lar- more significant than, you know, people of color. So there it's easier for them to say, well, if we can knock that off, then maybe we can help the numbers. But immigration, too. So it's a little bit hard. Plus, you got the race mix in. There, that's like there's so many of these like other ways like that these fucking ghouls look at how how life works in such a different way, which is like, yo, we need to cut down on immigrants. We need more white babies. Also, we're running out of people to exploit, too. So it'll be good to have just more people in general. There it is. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, and, and the way to look at the world, right, is just completely inaccessible to us. Right. Right. right? Like I. I cannot empathize with that. I cannot put myself in your shoes. I don't know what that would be like. I, you know, I can't connect to it. Mm-hmm. It also should put into perspective just how hard they're going to fight any sort of labor organizing movement. Oh yeah, with Oh, they already are. I mean, yeah, there, there, there's stories every day about Starbucks and and Amazon doing the fucking absolute most, right, to to try and stop it. It's kind of. A miracle it's gotten as far as it has the the labor movement. Well, like, I think the difference is right. You're we're, the thing that these people who are at the levers of our economy don't realize is that people are experiencing lack at such an intense level. They can't just like brush it off like maybe they could 15 years ago and be right. like, I don't know. Do we need to unionize? They're saying it could be bad if we do. Now people are like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like this is the only option to try and guarantee myself the kind of outcomes I need to live a life. And that kind of energy, you can't really bottle that shit up unless you, the only way you can stifle that is to give motherfuckers more money. That's really the only thing you can do. Like if, if you're trying to, you know, stem the flow of or rising unionizations, that's really the only thing to do because at the end of the day, that's what they're fighting for. So until you give them that, that fight's going to continue. But I just do want to say like with this, like 
with Amazon, they're kind of in this spot where like they don't know what to do about this issue because each potential quote unquote fix has drawbacks from their perspective, right? Like they don't want to go full robot and go fully on automation because then a lot of people are going to be like, you see what these companies are like? They're just there to take the human labor, then pivot to this other thing and leave people completely jobless so they can make profits. So like that's going to be a little bit of a PR nightmare. And then you start paying people more. They're like, well, you know, I don't know if we could start paying people more. That's like less in bonuses. That's less than other like frivolous projects. The company might want to just throw money away on like rocket ships and shit. And like in places like Phoenix, they were so desperate to keep people like at the warehouse, despite the shitty conditions. The managers there were basically told by HR. They're like, hey, man, any of your write ups that you normally write up for like being inefficient or like all that nasty draconian shit that goes on here. We're actually just not we're going to exempt them because we can't afford to fire people. So just so you know, and I think the thing that I'm trying to figure out is if this was written as like a an alarm bell from people who work in there just to be like, just so you know, like you can't keep doing this shit. Or is it truly like, you know, that real Terminator mindset where they're like running out of bag holders by 2024? Like this is must change. This is an Amazon internal document version of like humanitarianism. <laughs> right. Like that's, but it's like so foreign and like devoid and like divorced from any sort of uh, care for a human that like that they know their audience and they're like, well, the way to put this is actually by describing the humans who work for us as a depleting resource that will be de- fully depleted by 2024. <laughs> Which is is wild, but uh, and also probably won't work. But you know, Jesus Christ, the the right, right. the robots thing is gonna. That's the direction they're gonna take it ultimately, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Can, no doubt, no doubt. A no robot doubt. doesn't have. You don't have to consider a robot's fucking humanity, right? You know, and like that. That's that's all it is. It's like I just need a thing that will constantly churn out like activity for my revenue stream. Yeah. And these humans got this idea like they got rights and shit or like some shit about a living wage. Man, fuck that. Get these robots in here. That is the they'd much rather do that. You know, and you already see it like in certain places like there's already like semi automated McDonald's and shit. I can't. Man, that shit is stupid. First of all, like it's so confusing to use some fucking gigantic screen to order the simplest shit. I don't understand I mean, I do understand it's cheaper to just have a thing plugged in than to pay someone fucking healthcare costs and shit. But yeah, there's just so much like, I don't know, like you just we're constantly just seeing the inefficiency of like their their like their constant pursuit of like maximum profit or to be like the largest employer in the world or whatever without realizing like how it, you know, you're just burning through people as you do it. Right. Oh, no, they realize. I mean, right. But now they're at a point where they're like, fuck, though. Our, our our workplace is so fucked up, we done burned through the whole fucking right, city. Right. And now, and that's what's funny, which is now it's almost like, holy shit, our shitty business practices, like it does actually, it's coming back around because now we've completely purged anybody who would want to even fucking work for us because they fucked off to another place. Now what do we do? And mm. that's what's kind of like the weird, you know, sort of horrifying dimension of that memo. Well, Hina, it's been truly a pleasure having you it's on. It's been lovely. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? 
Uh, yes. Um, if you want to check out the company that I work with and for, and you're interested in creating kind of culturally grounded projects that elevate BIPOC voices, you can go to saltedlogic.com. You can follow me on any platform at Hina Rising. Um, and then if you want to listen to me on a podcast, I'm reviving an old show that was like a passion project from the pandemic. And so that is the Upvote podcast. Oh, nice. Give it a subscribe. Nice. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yes, there is a TikToker. It's called at Get Him Out. And she's basically relaying her horrifying surrogacy story over like 75 parts on TikTok. She like got pregnant for her friend who wanted a baby and then she made her life hell. It's at Get Him Out. It's like my TikTok reality fix at the moment. Wow. Amazing. Miles, where can people find you? What is a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, uh, man. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, check out the other podcast, Mad Boosties, if you like basketball, 420 Day Fiance. Just trying to get lost in the trash with me. Uh, and also uh, Lords of Soccer, which is a, a new show that I'm working on uh, about the corruption at FIFA. Let's tweet. I like, I, I just. Just, just please look into like mutual aid groups and just do, just do that. I don't, I, 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 I couldn't even really look at Twitter the last couple of days to be honest. Uh, and I would just much rather, you know, uh, just figure out a way that you can contribute. Like Hina was saying, there are people who have been, you know, working on creating the infrastructure to support their communities, help add your, add your human power to those operations because that's, that's that will feel good and that will actually create livable outcomes for people. Yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, let's go out on a track from a L.A. native, Kaja Bonet got a track called uh for you uh and i just it, it's just i i, I love it if it, 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 it feels nice it's just dreamy <laughs> it puts me in a good mood and i think y'all will like it as well like you know very kate bushy like on the vocals if you like that you know uh, upper register singing too so there's a little bit of something you, that might resonate in your ear if you've been watching stranger things like i think everybody on the internet has been so this is kaja bonet with for you all right well the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning but we're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending and we will talk to y'all then bye bye hey guys before we go obviously we're talking about this during the podcast but we want to talk about it here as well. Um, while Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. Uh, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. And everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety 
and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds, and to find out where to donate for each state, visit donations for that's the number four abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. And if you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Site gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.